Hello, you're tuned into Culture Current. I'm your host Jessica Khalko. As an author, creative strategist and contributing journalist at Rolling Stone India, I've worked with the best in pop culture. Now, I bring you key insights from some of the most exciting creatives of our times. This is your wire to the world. This is your connect to pop culture. This is Culture Current. Hey Amrita, welcome to Culture Current. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you so much uh, for inviting me and it's lovely to see you as close as we can to real life for now. Yes. I am so excited to have you on the show. For our listeners, Amrita Tripathi is an author, independent journalist and founder editor of the mental health platform The Health Collective. Her novels The Sibius Knot, Broken News and The Mindscape series have been met with extensive critical acclaim as well as praise from audiences. As a journalist, she's interviewed everyone from Yoko Ono and Lady Gaga to Gloria Steinem, Fatima Bhutto and more. When she's in breaking barriers in the spaces of media, literature and health, Amrita also works in social media. A firebrand voice and change maker, Amrita is at the forefront of diverse ventures that are changing and bettering the world as we know it today. Welcome to the show, Amrita. Thank you. That's uh, I I would like all of that in my epitaph. It is the nicest thing I've ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so You're much. You're very very welcome. So Amrita, you've had a very exciting career so far. From publishing incredible books to founding and building platforms such as the Health Collective, She the People dot TV, and CNN IBN as well as heading news partnerships at you know Twitter India. You've really done it all. Tell me what was the moment that kickstarted the journey to where you are. That's a really good question and I think that um it's hard to pick one moment but I know that um you know as a kid I was always a reader like I remember my parents also telling me that when I was quite young um you know I was very taken with uh, Christian Amanpour and I wanted to be a journalist um I wrote a really disastrous uh, autobiography when I was 15 so I feel like <laughs> uh, all of the seeds uh, you know was was sort of there all along but perhaps um you know just getting started as a journalist i would say is really my uh, the big turning point for me because i think it helped me um realize how important it is to be able to share stories how important storytelling really is to our collective narrative um and i started in print and then went on to tv before moving to digital so um it was essentially the i think journalistic training that laid the way for everything else incredible it's incredible to know that because you know journalistic training is so rigorous and it can really prepare you for life So thank you for sharing. Amrita you continue to wear many hats, you know, as a journalist, author and facilitator. So what would you say was your big breakthrough in each of these spaces? You know, I think um as a journalist it took me many years. Like I was on the, you know, I was initially a sub-editor, as a trainee sub-editor and then a sub-editor um at a national newspaper, then I joined a TV channel, a news channel as it was launching. um and that's probably where i got uh, a better sense of my voice like i think being there for 10 years 9 to 10 years getting to interview fantastic and really interesting people um but being grounded in the kind of you know the zeitgeist of like what what news is or what news used to be you know this kind of um just ongoing your first version of history kind of thing so uh, it, it took me a while to find my voice but i remember when i wrote um broken news it was very um I wanted to have a book out if I was 30, which is I do not recommend to anyone. I don't think you should have these artificial deadlines, but I did. I wanted to get a book out if I was 30. Uh it was still a little bit tentative. I was like, okay, let me see if I'm a writer. Let me see if I can write. 
um so it's only when the cbs not came out which is a you know much deeper darker um uh, novel uh, it came out about 5 years after the first book that i really started saying okay well you know what i don't have imposter syndrome about being a writer anymore let me own it so i think you know there are a couple of things there just about getting that kind of confidence finding your voice as much as um you know sharing other people's stories it really helped me um i i think reach where i am today that's a beautiful journey you know how it all came together thank you so much for sharing amrita so you've been at this for almost two decades you know writing books conducting interviews cementing partnerships <laughs> propelling change what are some learnings or failures along the way that have held you in good stead over the years that's a it's a really good question um and i should say i'm still more comfortable you know doing the interviews jessica than being interviewed so i feel like what every journalist what no amrita <laughs> yeah, absolutely i think you still feel like that oh wait i want to ask the questions it's easier but also and it's also very rewarding isn't it i mean that's something that i think you also do really well um i think you know honestly it was there there've been many there've been many um ups and downs it you know fabio for me to say it was like a very even kind of journey um i think that uh, as a reporter there were certain things i started getting good at uh, you know while working at a tv channel i still have a few regrets about interviews i missed um i we pushed ourselves a lot and i think that you know i was just talking to a, a younger journalist the other day and i think when i was coming of age i don't think it 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 could survive and i don't think it was necessarily the healthiest kind of place but it did push us to do better and do more um i'm trying to think of like you know how helpful it is to, in terms of like lessons learned but um if i could go back and tell myself the only thing i would do differently because i think it's good to you know fall down get up fall down get up it's it's good and as long as you have um support around you that's it's really important you know that you have either mentors or you know colleagues or peers or friends um the importance of a safe space i think is really um we can't emphasize enough the only thing i would do differently would be and it's hard to do differently right until it happens it doesn't happen i would not second guess myself so much i think it took me a long time to um just kind of break through i think now we do call it imposter syndrome but just are you good enough are you matching up you know do i have a voice should i be sharing um all of that and it, it you know you end up holding yourself back a little bit more than you need to um but again i think we're all on these unique journeys where if we're given the right circumstances encouragement sometimes even conflict it helps us grow right but um the 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 biggest learning for me has been um not to second guess myself and really put the story first so even with something like the health collective it was um you know something that i thought i should wait probably the sensible thing was to wait to get funding wait for people to like see the value of it before just launching it but um the need of the hour at the, at that time i thought like you know we didn't have 5 uh, years ago we didn't have trusted resources for stuff like you know mental health sos resources mental illness um from an india lens so i just up and set it up but um i wouldn't i wouldn't change that i think that more than anything especially for younger women coming into you know the workforce um if you can avoid second guessing yourself nothing like it the confidence is key right amrita yeah but you know i don't know how you feel about this i mean i'd be curious to know confidence is key and we we often take it as a you know take it for granted right but it's it doesn't come till it comes you know like it's not something you can just force yourself into um so maybe it's more like just have the patience to keep keep practicing whatever your craft is whatever you've chosen keep going you know don't don't give up too quickly maybe that's what it is true so practice and consistency are really important 
Um, Amrita, you founded your own platform for mental health called the Health Collective, as well as been on the founding teams for SheThePeople.tv and CNN IBN. What's it been like to witness the growth of these ventures, and what would you say is key to building something from the ground up? Uh, SheThePeople.tv, I should say, was completely Shelley's uh, brainchild. I came on as a consulting editor a little bit later, um, but yeah, definitely. Um, the founding team of CNN IBN is really interesting. Uh, of course, that's how the channel, what the channel was called then. There are quite a few of us who are in that founding batch. I was quite junior though, so I don't think I would take the same. Um, you know, we all took pride and ownership in the fact that we're building up the newsroom, but it really came down to um, you realize how important the leadership is. Uh, I think that vision and soul really of a place comes from you know the editor in chief, the editorial vision, the people. And, um, you know, of course, there were conflicts and, you know, egos and all the rest of it. But um, looking back, often when some of us meet now, we're like, you know, it was a really good group of people. We learned so much together. We grew up together. Um, with She The People.tv, I'd already come in. I was a little bit older. So as a contributing, a consulting editor, um, I felt like I was learning how to be, um, you know, a little bit more of a mentor, maybe uh, a sounding board without you know getting a big head about it because I think sometimes as <laughs> as you get more experience you have to keep remembering like keep it fresh you know like everyone has a different perspective and um, I held on to some of the lessons I had from when I was a young reporter um, and the health collective you know it's it's been actually the hardest thing of all of them I think because it has been you know initially it was very much like a singular vision with some friends who really thought it would be uh, an important thing to do. We've gotten so much support along the way. Couldn't have done it without contributors like you, uh, Vandita, Sukanya, Tanmoy, folks who believed in what we were trying to do before it was even a thing. And I, I still remember the folks who shared their stories without worrying about like, are you, you know, are you as big as Scroll or The Wire or The New York Times? Like, you know, you know, as opposed to how journalists look at things where we're like, how, where's my byline going to appear? Um, people started sharing their stories because they believed in it. So. For me, that was the biggest um, moment for the Health Collective was like, you know, you can create a collective, you can create a community online, hopefully translating or offline as well. But each one, each role had its different, you know, uh, challenges, learnings and also... Um, Incredible. I would have to say that the Health Collective is such a, you know, you build such a safe space of the Health Collective for people to find education, empathy and, you know, growth. And that is, that is truly incredible in today's day and age, you know, because... Uh, there are not a lot of resources that one can trust or you know one that that one feels safe with so thank you for starting you. the health collective thank you so much that that means a lot thank you you're very welcome amrita so what is the project or milestone you're most proud of and why um i these are all really good questions and i wish i had <laughs> very profound answers <laughs> I think I'll, I'll I'll pull a couple. I think one was um, just getting the books out, like whether it was the novels initially or thinking about what the Mindscape series could be. And that is, you know, my first foray really into nonfiction, co-authoring with uh, different psychologists uh, to write about mental health and mental illness from an from an India lens. So that has been something I feel like a huge relief now that the three books are out. But also I feel like it is something tangible that even I who had such high expectations of what I should be achieving and what's my legacy going to be and all that I feel like I felt like a huge um, you know this moment of like this is incredible because each of those books has taken a village I think as much as the novels were very solitary and like you know you're plumbing your psyche in your deep dark subconscious or whatnot um, the the Mindscape series has been 
you know built on conversations interviews people sharing their stories and expertise and putting them together across three uh, different subjects with these three uh, co-authors arpita anand meera haran alwa and kamna chibber um has just been i think yeah i think that's my 30s done <laughs> i feel like i i feel like i will take that as an achievement worthy of you know something to be proud of well those are all amazing milestones unto themselves and you know it's an incredible <laughs> legacy to leave behind because so many people uh leave through the pages of these books and they're left enriched so thank you for writing and thank you for sharing amrita and thank you for the story that you shared with us i hope i am not remiss in uh, i am allowed to mention it but the anxious hat which you shared with us on the health collective which is in the age of anxiety i thought really helped um you know we you can't I feel like it's hard to overstate how much a story can change somebody's perspective you know like we we know it intuitively right when we read something that someone has like either lived experience or something that's drawing from um truth reality and first hand experience it just makes such a difference and it makes it you know it just opens the um it opens the door i think it opens a frame for other people it, it expands what we take as normal or things we can talk about so huge appreciation to you as well for that Thank you so much for our listeners I was uh, this was about 3 uh, or 5 years ago I was a very nervous college student I sent across a story to Amrita and you know she she thought it prudent she thought it wise to you know put it out in the health collective and it found a home there and I found so much of empathy thank you so much thank you for accepting it uh so as the founder editor of the health collective You've been a constant change maker in the sectors of gender and mental health. So, what drives you to work and contribute to these spaces and such projects? Um, firstly, thank you for the research you've done. I feel like really, uh, I'm so I'm so lucky to have you doing this interview. Um, you know, there, there are many things that uh, I realized along the way. Again, I'll I'll talk about what journalism taught me. I think when I when I became a journalist, you know, you have this. Uh, Usually, the mission is you want to change the world, you know. And I think a lot of become, people become journalists because they feel like this mission is really important: inform the world, change the world. And it took me a few years to realize that actually, it's changing me. Like my job, my career, my choices, the stories I'm doing, the interviews I'm getting to um, conduct, and um, the the sort of experience I'm gathering. It had a profound impact on me. And both fields, whether it's gender rights um, or it's um, mental health and mental illness. Um, any exposure to these i think can't help but you know impact who you are or impact uh, what you need or what you see that india needs and when i say india i think sometimes we know we look at these things like oh let's we need to defeat stigma or we need to make these things more accessible and we keep putting it on other people i feel like it's harder for us to say like i and you we are that we you know like we need to have these conversations and uh, make as much of a change as possible um so i think for both i really felt that it's just glaring inequity right like i think living in a country like ours being very acutely aware of the privilege i have you know um i can go to i can go to um work i can actually choose what my life choices should be i have so much privilege and i have so much um of a voice you know that has been like it's built on the backs of generations of us like standing on the shoulders of giants but it's also i think incumbent upon us to say like how do we expand that circle and everyone has to choose I like I genuinely feel it sounds really it sounds really cheesy but I feel like if, if each one of us chose one thing we really cared about um we could change things you know and for me 
it's been a gender rights and then um mental health and mental illness i have spoken a little bit jessica not not to drone on about this but i have spoken often about the professional like i learned a lot um through the interviews and the need of the hour for for both mental health and mental illness from an india lens but there's also the personal like when we were growing up we had you know stories in our family um not my stories necessarily to share but of mental illness and you know it was something that i wanted to explore further i wanted to explore my own um you know issues i had growing up i wanted to understand perhaps why we can talk about certain things but we can't talk about other things and i thought it would be um you know if no one else is doing it why not do it with people who who feel the same way and what you said earlier about a safe space like i think um that has been the most important thing i think it's hard to create it's harder still to maintain but it we owe it to each other you know to try and to try and create those pockets of of safety in our own lives as well that is so powerful and i think that that sincerity really rings through in everything you've done so far uh particularly at the health collective because you know i have worked with the health collective thank you for sharing amrita um it's been such an incredible conversation so far i have one final question for you sure so since the podcast is called culture current what are you currently watching reading listening to or consuming ah <laughs> i am obsessed with succession like a lot of people and i'm just like drawn to that like just the spiral the downward spiral that um, fictional family is in so succession definitely i finished watching uh, money heist as well like casa de papel and Loved i found it. that fantastic <laughs> yeah, yes. I, i don't know how they do the they turn out the drama each time but i'm also like a sap for happy ending so i'm glad like without any spoilers like i'm glad that you know there's been a lot of drama along the way but i i like it when a show ends in a way that you're like ah okay um so that's what i've i've been watching i just watched power of the dog and i'm still kind of processing like you know uh, strong performances but what it left me with um and then reading i have a you know i have a new anthony dore which he you know he um i read all the light that you cannot see which is fantastic but i've just opened it so um that's uh, that's coming up um and i usually i'm quite a reader but right now i find that i'm kind of gravitating towards like lighter stuff like i was reading one of mindy kaling's essays on my kindle and just kind of giving myself a bit of a break as well i think it's been a, it's been a pretty heavy year and i feel like um i want to read something like lighter but fun but you know im- important also in their own way kind of um um essays i can't remember the name of it but if anyone likes mindy kaling like she's got a bunch of these up as amazon originals and they they're, they're quite good Thank you for sharing Amrita that's such a diverse array of you know things that uh, you've been consuming lately and I'm sure our listeners are going to have a lot to take away from it and uh, yeah thank you for being on the show today it's been an honor and it's been so incredible talking to you and hearing your insights your journey has been marvelous and it's so inspiring to so many of us so more power to you please keep going ahead thank you Amrita thank you so much That's that's so kind of you and I really appreciate it. It's it's great validation because I've been questioning a lot of things <laughs> this season. So thank you for that Jessica. Thank you. It's the end of the year Amrita so I think that you know you have to acknowledge that a lot of work has been done and you need to pat yourself on the back now. That's what the that's what December is for not for questioning but for affirming yourself. Oh I love it. Yes. Thank you. I will take that. Thank you Amrita. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store.